Welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, D. Dylan Bear, and Ryan Griffin, delivering the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. Time, baby. I'm Matt Basson, Paul Roshan, Dylan Bear, Ryan Griffin. We are Sports Carnage, and it is time. Not much going on besides baseball, so it's the perfect time for us to dive into our sports movie bracket. Dylan, this bracket is your doing, so I'm going to let you take it from here. But, boys, we got some good ones on our hands, and I can't wait to dive into this. I just want to point out that apparently Matt can play audio clips, but I can't. But anyways, moving on. No, we have the treasures ourselves. of being a host. <laughs> this is Dylan, Dylan confirmed these powers. Dylan, this is your own doing. Oh, man, is that some shit. But anyways. So we have ourselves a bracket, 64 teams, four regions, and a methodology that I'm not explaining for like the 50th time. You want to hear how I got these seeds? Listen to last week's podcast or look on the Facebook if I even want to do that. Wait, did you explain on last week's podcast? Yes, but no one wants to listen because that's the way my life works. Anyways, so we are starting out in the West region with the overall number one seed. Again, methodology will be explained in different areas, times, whatever. But, gentlemen, just like our Marvel podcast, the way that this is going to work is that each of us is going to get our vote in the circumstance where there is a tie, we go to Rotten Tomatoes audience scores, whoever has the highest moves on. Are we all in agreement on that? Yes, except Matt. (laughs) Well, right, but... So audience scores is how we break our ties. So we're going to start off in our matchups. We got a West Regional, East Regional, Midwest, Southwest. This week we're going to be doing just first round. And so we start in the West Regional. The brackets will be up on the Facebook of Sports Carnage as well. The Wrestler, our number one overall seed, is going up against the number 16 seed, the Hurricane. Ryan, start us off. I've only seen one of these movies, which was The Wrestler. I was way too young to see it, but it was a pretty good movie. I didn't know who Mickey Rourke was before then, but I enjoyed it because I enjoyed wrestling, and even though I knew it was fake, I didn't know kind of how they faked a lot of the stuff, and that movie shed some light on that, so I'll always appreciate it for that. Matt, what about yourself? I have seen both these movies multiple times over, uh, one more so than the other. The Wrestler is a very good movie. Mickey Rourke does a fantastic job. Marissa Tomei does a fantastic job. Uh, It's a bit depressing, but so is the life of an aging wrestler. Um, The Hurricane is a phenomenal movie. True story. Denzel Washington and a bunch of young actors who were up and coming like Liev Schreiber. It's gut-wrenching and heartwarming. It's 
I, I, I'm still blown away that this movie is a 16 seed. Makes no damn sense to me. Uh, and as much as I enjoyed The Wrestler and have been a pro wrestling fan since I was about three years old, uh, overall better movie to me was The Hurricane. Paul? Yeah, The Hurricane was very good. And The Wrestler is freaking great. And I am kind of appalled that Matt, the only one among us that still watches wrestling, could do this. Can't say I'm not objective. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, the wrestler uh, was had a lot of uh, accolades going into awards season. This movie did the same thing for Mickey Rourke that the Iron Man did for Robert Downey Jr., kind of a, a career revitalization uh, for a really out-of-sorts star. In fact, a lot of ties have been made between critics between how the wrestler kind of translates to Mickey Rourke himself. And that's all the more reason it's such a good role. Marissa Tomei is in there, and it's good for a number of reasons. And uh, it's going to be the wrestler that's going to be moving on. Hell yeah. We move right along the 8-9 matchup. And we have... The comedic gold, the instantly quotable Dodgeball, starring Vince Vaughn. And then we have a movie that I think has kind of gone a lot of under the radar. Very good film, nonetheless. Being Gridiron Gang, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So, again, Ryan, why don't you start us off in this matchup of Polar Opposites? This one's tough because The Rock is like my favorite person in the entire universe outside of family or friends just like celebrity and figure but i love dodgeball so much from the first time that i've seen it patrick o'houlihan he sends that movie over <laughs> for me we all know the five d's dodge duck dip dive and dodge again and dodge <laughs> rest in peace rip torn by the way he just passed i believe last uh, he month. passed in the movie too so that he was, passed a week, that, a week that, ago that was his real death if you ask me but Dodgeball moves on in a in a nail biter overtime game. This one's not that close for me. I I love The Rock, and Gridiron Gang was a solid movie, but I'm actually surprised to see it this high. It didn't really add anything to the genre. It was a solid but unspectacular movie with solid but unspectacular acting. Whereas Dodgeball was unique. It was hilarious. It was a great story. Fantastic acting. I don't know how Dodgeball's an 8. I don't know how Gridiron Gang's a 9. Easily Dodgeball. I think I know why you think Gridiron Gang is too high. But, uh, <laughs> Matt, go ahead. <laughs> Gridiron Gang is a very interesting movie. And I'm also surprised that it's survived all the cuts to get here. Uh, as much as I enjoy The Rock and Exhibit and X the rest the that are in that movie. Uh Dodgeball, to me, is a, just a much more enjoyable film, a better film overall. I wouldn't call the acting fantastic. It wasn't that hard, but it was a good movie nonetheless, and I think an overall better movie than Gridiron Gang. Nobody makes I, me bleed my own blood. I got I got to be real, though. Like, Dodgeball, obviously, there's so many iconic more moments. Like, thank you, Chuck Norris. But... At the same time, like, Gridiron Gang, I, I gotta give it its fair shake, and the reason I guess it's a little higher partially is because not a lot of cuts, but also, it was a film that I expected to be kind of just a by-the-numbers deal, and it wasn't. It was a surprisingly different uh, sort of football film. When a guy gets killed on the football field, 
Like that that scene where the guy where the cat just comes over, pulls the gun out of his pants, and just kills the dude cold blood. Spoilers alert! That was that. I didn't realize how like real that sort of stuff was on the football field. I always thought that you know football was really safe because I always went gang to members attack guys playing and football. Well, no, but on the field of play because that was during the game. So that was crazy. So. Really good, though. But again, dodgeball. Thank you, Chuck Norris. It is a sweep. It is a 40-point victory for the classic dodgeball. And we move right along, and we're going to be going into a place, usually a hotbed of upsets. And we start off with the 5-12 matchup. Hoop Dreams has been deemed by many individuals as one of the best overall sports films ever made, so I am a bit surprised that our metrics kind of dropped it a little bit. And it squares off against the upstart in more ways than one film starring Dennis Quaid, the rookie. So, gentlemen, uh, Matt, why don't you start us off on this one? Who do you got in this 5-12 matchup? Uh, as much as I love Dennis Quaid and, uh, and do enjoy a good baseball movie, which the rookie absolutely is, uh, Hoop Dreams was kind of groundbreaking, uh, in terms of sports movies in general, absolutely in basketball terms for movies. And the rookie is a good movie. Generally, Disney doesn't put a bad product out there. And Dennis Quaid is one of my favorite actors. But in this matchup, Hoop Dreams has to take it. Ryan, what about you? Yeah, Hoop Dreams. It's basketball. I've seen I've seen both, but I was younger. Hoop Dreams. I mean, I'm also surprised Hoop Dreams is a five seed. It's the rookie, and I generally like baseball movies more than basketball. And the rookie was a very good movie, but Hoop Dreams is it's on this list for a reason. It's one of the greatest sports movies of all time. Hoop Dreams was very different in that it told the sports story from those who didn't make it, and. It told the story of two guys who had really high hopes and didn't necessarily get to the reaches that generally in sports films you see. And I think that's a very valuable lesson and a real one that a lot more people need to start seeing. We are now on to a gridiron matchup in the 413 between... Remember the Titans is our number four seed in the West Regional, squaring up against a film that uh, I'm just not going to hide. I despise this film, and that is Rudy, partially because of the Notre Dame angle. But, uh, Paul, what, what what say you regarding this matchup here? You take the Notre Dame upstart, or are, is Remember the Titans better? Notre Dame is a trash-ass ripoff of Michigan, and Rudy <laughs> pales in comparison to Remember the Titans. Rudy is, is like Ryan Goslin at cornerback. Liability. Sunshine did okay. <laughs> Ryan Gosling wasn't Sunshine. Yeah, he was definitely not Sunshine. <laughs> yes, he was. No, he, he was, was not. not. Ryan Gosling so is the secondary not. player Sunshine that can't keep up with the wide receivers. Okay, how much do you got, how much do you guys want to bet? I will bet you Ryan your entire life savings. Right? Are you kidding? Though? I will bet you Holy everything shit. you own. Sunshine was his nickname house. because he had the California hair. Yes, that was not Ryan Gosling. Oh. God. Ryan Gosling was the yes. guy that said, "Coach Popedian." Dylan, oh, I don't want to poop on okay. you, Dave. Ryan Gosling paved the way for right, Terry. Go, go get this and then come back here and tell us how wrong you were again. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh, that boy. derailed so fast. 
Who the he was, f- is this man? Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh wait, you were dead wrong. Yeah, shocking. Oh shit, that's right. I I morphed their characters together. Yeah. Sunshine didn't even See, play but defense. here's the thing is, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be okay, because even though you want to yell and scream and be a f- asshole like always, I'm okay. I was wrong. My f***ing bad for getting a f***ing character wrong. Move on! Oh, God. You're the only one to bet everything right, in the world for it. Dude, shut, shut, man, man, shut the f*** up. Just, just make your f***ing pick. <laughs> I can't breathe. Dylan, you want some of this goose? Hey, he needs a little bit of it. He's a little something. Oh, God. I mean, we're just getting started. You're going to get this angry off the bat. We're going to get through the first bracket. <laughs> Regional's not going to finish, let alone the whole first round. Remember the Titans. I'm about to finish this and not remember tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they got a whole bottle. Uh, to me, this is one of the meanest matchups in this damn thing. Uh, I would have never had these two facing off in the first round with my bracket. Rudy is a phenomenal story from beginning to end, all around. Fantastic story. Uh, I don't care that it has to do with Notre Dame. I think Notre, the fact that it does have to do with Notre Dame makes it an even better story uh, when you have one of the most storied schools of all time when it comes to football. Well, up until the modern era anyway. <laughs> uh, but Remember the Titans to me is one of maybe the three greatest sports movies I've gotten to enjoy uh, it hits every single note for me. Uh, phenomenal performances across the board. Uh, young actors who were not names yet, who were up and coming in this, to Academy Award winners and Denzel Washington. Uh, it's it's too damn good as a for a four seed. Has nowhere near four seed. This is a number one seed and should be so. But it's absolutely remember the Titans. Was Rudy based on a true story? Uh, it's absolutely yeah. a true story. Well, doesn't matter that it is. Remember the Titans is so is Remember the spoiler Titans. Spoiler alert! My favorite movie of all time. So keep it short. Remember the Titans moves yeah, on. Yeah, buddy. The, the biggest bet of the tournament. Yeah, to remember the Titans. Rudy is much like Matt. Outdated, old. Nobody really likes it anymore. So we move on. Yeah, that's how it's all. Jesus Christ! And we've Someone is going to get stabbed tonight. What is it going to be? Ah, oh, this one's going to be fun because this is going to be one where we're actually going to see, outside of really petty details, actual discussion and discord. And that is with a film that is very much underrated, but it's because of one person. That'll be very obvious in a second. The number six seed Raging Bull Best Picture winner at the Academy Awards in 1980 against... A very famous scene, but a film I don't think many folks have seen, which is Pride of the Yankees. Uh, You know what, Matt, since you're the dissenting opinion here, why don't you uh, explain yourself why Raging Bull isn't winning this matchup? Uh, I do have Raging Bull winning this matchup. Oh, man, I think it's an extremely overrated movie that is based solely off great performances by some phenomenal actors in Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. Uh, I find it personally very boring as a movie. Um, It's a sad story, very sad story, uh, that I see two actors who play roles similar to what they play in other movies, and they do a better job, or at least the movies are better overall in those movies like Goodfellas and Casino. Raging Bull, very good movie, but completely overrated in my mind. Uh, Pride of the Yankees, 
it's got a phenomenal scene. Everyone knows the scene. Uh, it's Lou Gehrig with his speech, luckiest man alive. But can you tell me anything else about that movie besides that? No. Uh, so I do have Raging Bull going in this round, but not any further. I, I, I can't even Spoilers. deal with this. What, wait, Raging Bull would be such a terrible movie if it wasn't for the gripping story and amazing acting. I said that, was- that's what you just said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? That's your not- <laughs> no, I didn't say. Like, gri- I didn't say amazing what? story. I did say amazing acting. I said a sad. Story. I said gripping. I said gripping. I didn't say gripping. You, <laughs> yeah, said, you gripping. said it was boring, but it doesn't look. Doesn't matter, Paul. You you obviously have raging bull. Clearly, anyone with a pulse has raging bull. Brian. Yeah, raging bull. It's a phenomenal movie. Saw it in film class, and the whole like in the closet storyline. Uh, is really interesting to me. It adds a whole new element to the movie. After the movie, I went and you know did a whole deep Wikipedia dive on Jake LaMotta just to find out you know, kind of more about him that the movie didn't show us. But I love the movie. Uh, I am a Martin Scorsese nut. I have seen as many films as that man is going to put out. Thinks he's even got an executive producer mark for it. I'm all for it. And... To sit there and act like this is somehow a bad film, or that the acting... Oh, okay, also, the the fact you, you want to talk about Goodfellas and Casino, Joe Pesci's characters in those films is nothing like what he is in this. And Robert De Niro, outside Taxi Driver, this is arguably his best role. And on top of that, this is one of only two, I believe, uh, sports films that has one best picture outside Chariots of Fire. And there's a reason for that. And boxing films in general, we are going to see, are very compelling movies. And I think that the story of Mr. LaMotta is one of the most interesting because it's not a success story. That subversion matters. And that's why it moves on. For the record, Rocky won Best Picture. And for the second uh, record. Okay. Yep, no disrespect best director. Pride. Pride was a very good movie. But not Raging Bull. Okay. Uh, and actually, you know, oh my goodness, what was that? Boxing? Well, we got ourselves another, uh, bout here between two polar opposite films. We got ourselves Cinderella Man with the jockstrap that has been seen and moved around the world, thanks to John Oliver. And then we have, uh, this is gonna become a motif, folks, so strap in. We got Rocky Two, And since... To be fair, since the Rocky Two was the film you decided to save from the cut list, uh, Matt, why don't you go ahead and talk about these films first? Well, unfortunately, the shit situation to have to throw Rocky Two into this fire, uh, it wouldn't have mattered in this bracket whether it was the 14 taking place or the 15 taking place because it was up against either Cinderella Man or Miracle, two movies that I think would get voted above Rocky Two by most people uh, in today's day and age. Rocky Two. Growing up for me was my favorite Rocky. I loved the story in it. Um, and the climax was fantastic. Cinderella Man is so damn good. It's so tough from beginning to end. Paul Giamatti is phenomenal in it. Russell Crowe is fantastic as well. Who in the hell is Renee Zellweger was pretty damn good too. Um, <laughs> it's such a good movie. And it's such a good story. And it's a true story. And while Rocky is based off, semi-based off a true story, uh, Cinderella Man 
the, the fact that this man went through all this to get back to where he went to and the way it was portrayed, uh, it blew me away. Cinderella Man wins this one for me. Ryan? I've only seen Rocky 2, but I think Cinderella Man is going to win. So Cinderella Man is a great Eminem song. And I see that they have somebody yeah, it is. in the in the film it's named Corn Griffin, song. which I am all about. <laughs> uh, all right, Paul. Uh, this is actually, this one's closer for me than it is for Matt, but uh, I didn't say it I wasn't close. I will give the edge to Cinderella Man. It is Cinderella Man. It was really oh. good. Somebody's got the Tito Tito songs going right now. Hey, goose. He's gonna turn Spanish Cinderella uh, man. Respect the Cinderella. Uh, yeah, it's Cinderella man. I mean, John Oliver has made that film like resurface in popularity because he actually got the prop itself, gave it to a blockbuster in Alaska. That blockbuster shut down, uh, and. In retaliation, great part of this. So Russell Crowe had to sell off his stuff because he got divorced, so he sold a bunch of props. John Oliver bought the jockstrap, just told you what happened to it. But then in retaliation, Russell Crowe named a syphilis research facility for koalas in Australia, named it after John Oliver. Strange cause. Hilarious story. It, it was well, it's just funny. Like it was just like a little jab, you know. And Can you uh, tell that me why there's a syphilis research center for koalas? Because koalas are very sexually active. Yeah, uh, let's and, go koalas. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyways. For the three hours a the day they're awake. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. But anyways, so it's what a funny a little side story there. Cinderella man moves on. We move to the seven ten matchup here, where. Uh, something that I, I think is a little surprising that it is this low again. Uh, there's so many great films that some just get bumped down, and one that's pretty well revered, Bull Durham, going up, or Bull Durham, or however you pronounce it. Bull Durham. Durham. It's a Dodge Durham truck. Man, I, I didn't uh, didn't know that I, uh, you know, broke the Geneva Convention by saying Dur fucking ham. Anyways. Shut up, Cowie. Rocky Balboa, the film from 2006, right? Yeah. Somewhere around there? Yeah, 2006, uh, which is the actually quite compelling story of a very aged Rocky. Get him back into the ring after oh so long. And there's a speech in that film, which is fantastic, that everybody should watch. If you're ever down in the dumps, I probably should actually right now. But <laughs> Bull Durham against Rocky Balboa. Ryan, who you got? I got Bull Durham. I saw I saw the Rocky Balboa. No, I think it might have just been called Balboa when it came out. Um, unless it was Rocky Balboa. I hated it. They were so old. It just wasn't a fun movie to watch. Uh, this movie, to me, blew me away. Rocky Balboa, I'm talking about. Bull Durham, I'll get to in a second. But I, you're not going to find a bigger Rocky fan than me. I grew up with these movies. Uh, they meant the world to me growing up. And we'll always watch them, except for five, uh, when it comes on. And when Rocky Balboa came out, I was so worried. I was about to get some horrible story that just like five was. And Rocky Balboa had the most heart 
in a movie that named Rocky since the first Rocky. Uh, with Adrian and that whole story to Rocky just kind of trying to survive and live and have a relationship with his son that was not there to something very realistic that was actually done between Muhammad Ali and the real rock uh, and a, you know, video, basically a video game version of a boxing match to see who would win. And the storyline to me was very believable. The outcome for me, especially with it being a Rocky movie was very believable. I loved that movie from beginning to end. But Bull Durham is one of the two or three best baseball movies out there. And it's a phenomenal movie. And as much as I love Rocky Balboa, uh, Bull Durham, it's too good to pass up. I'm going to actually cut in front of Paul on this one. And I got to, part of it is because I, I actually will not be voting for Bull Durham. There is Thank salt. It, there is actually salt in this wound, partially because Kevin Costner's very existence is the only reason that Goodfellas doesn't have a best picture, which is bullshit. But I don't like Kevin Costner in some total. And Rocky Balboa's the message of where oh well you're not. It's not about age. It's about mind and all that. That sort of message I'm a sucker for. So I'm actually going to say Rocky Balboa for this one. I feel betrayed right now by Matt, and I'm extremely upset because I know the outcome of this. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and it, it's... First of all, fuck you, Ryan, and fuck you, Matt. Uh, you could just like better movies. Second of all, Rocky <laughs> Balboa was phenomenal. Uh. And it was a comeback story within a comeback story because it was a comeback for the franchise. It was a comeback for Sylvester Stallone. In the movie itself... You didn't think that the series had it in it. And then it brought something new. And it was refreshing. And it was fun. And it was great. And it made you invest again. Bull Durham, on the other hand, is one of the most overrated sports movies of all time. It is cliche. And it is boring. So I gotta say... An interesting fact. So, the, obviously, as folks, just to catch you all up on how this works. So, we go based on audience score when there is a tie. It's 2-2 right now. Interesting fact here is that Rocky Balboa comes in as 76 use, uh, user rating. Bull Durham, do you, uh, you know what, Matt, you want, do you care to take a guess at what Bull Durham came in as? Given the critic score first. Critic score is a 97. What is audience score? What would you say? 81? 82. That is a major disparity. And it's closer than we thought. I, I think the game, despite the fact everybody thought that the uh, conference champion, Bull Durham, was going to blow Rocky Balboa away, just like in the actual movie, Rocky was able to stick in there despite the odds against him. But, unfortunately, Bull Durham is going to be moving on. And we go down to our last matchup of the... West Regional, and that is the number two seed Miracle, starring Kurt Russell in a, an absolutely career-defining role, and the number 15 seed, a movie that at one point was very close to my heart, and then I saw too much cheese in it to like it, Rookie of the Year. Can I take this first? Go. Uh, I'm actually going to take this first and just say Miracle. I don't like Rookie of the Year anymore, but go ahead, Paul. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not even going to talk about Miracle. We can save that for later because it's going to make it pretty far. It is insulting that it's in this matchup. Rookie of the Year should in no way be in this bracket. 
I mean, it's the 15 scene. <laughs> so. There are so many better movies that were cut but, from this bracket. 61. Right. I, 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 Matt, what about you? Grew up loving Rookie of the Year. Absolutely enjoyed the hell out of that movie as a kid. Uh, watching it now doesn't quite hold up. Right? Um, it's not the same. The the floated scene just makes me start laughing and not in a good way. I'm laughing at it, not with it. Uh, it's just uh, it's a it's a fun story. It's a good story. Um, but miracle, I mean, come on. Look, when Disney puts their mind to something and they want to make a damn good sports movie, a la Remember the Titans, they know what the hell they're doing. And miracle was just it just hit on all cylinders for me. Disney paying you or something? That's the second time you named that. <laughs> yeah, right. I was born Donald Duck. <sighs> Miracle. It's one of the only hockey movies that I like, but it's a, it's a fantastic movie. All right, Tim. We have ourselves our fill-out. So, we have, moving on, our matchups in the second round for the West are going to be The Wrestler squaring off against the number eight seed Dodgeball. The number four seed, Remember the Titans, against number five seed, Hoop Dreams. And then we have the number six seed, Raging Bull, against the number three seed, Cinderella Man. And then Miracle going up against Bull Durham. So chalk all the way on this one. East Regional is where we move on to next, and this one is going to be... Real quick, Ryan, I'm sorry, but it's Million Dollar Baby versus the Benchwarmers. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, try. Benchwarmers Just try. Is a fantastic movie. John Heater, Rob Schneider, David Spade, Nick Swardson makes an appearance. You have John, John <laughs> Lovitz. It's such a good movie. Terry Crews is in it. Yeah, President Ooh. Camacho. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. It's so many small. memorable lines from it. Probably most notably... What are steroids? Oh, steroids are something that makes your dick little. All right, there must be steroids <laughs> and macaroni. And then he just <laughs> David Spade pulling the, the blockbuster video girl. It's a feel-good movie all around. Fantastic push. Rob Snyder, a bully. It's I am great. 13. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all right, I, Matt. I, I thought, uh, Matt, I thought it was Albert Pujols when he came out. <laughs> racist, how, how old was I when I came? Probably thirteen. The, racist thirteen-year-old me. It was like, yeah, all actors, all the wonderful <laughs> actors that you just mentioned, and it just uh, wasn't as good as it should have been. And certainly, no comparison. How good? How good should it have been? It was headlined by Rob Schneider. Right, like Rob Schneider is a carrot. Like, come on, man. <laughs> if you guys disrespect Rob Schneider, hey, I'm dude. Okay, and Nick Swartzen as somebody to actually, like, highlight. Have you seen his television show? Stop. Yeah, it was incredible. Nick Swartzen's no. Pretend Time is one of the all-time oh great stand-up my. shows. You never you don't watch TV until it's 40 years after it airs, so I don't want to hear your opinion. Listen, Mumford and Son. What? what? No, Samford and Son. Oh. I mix up the band and the show. <laughs> the show is Samford and Son. <laughs> The Sorry, band is Mumford and Son. Oh no! Oh, Mumford and Son is the band. That's my bad. Oh. They're Remember, very similar. Mumford right? is music. Well, all right, all right. M for music. Samford <laughs> and Son is fantastic. Matt, you shut Matt, your warm mouth. G- give Million Dollar Baby its heyday so we can move on. Uh. 
<laughs> Can we give Brian's song some heyday? It, no, it, like, no, it got knocked fuck? out. It got knocked out. It's bullshit. Song got Brian's song got I cut. I know, it's bullshit. It got cut for the bench warmers. We let Ryan... Dude, I, I, I am the I am the ble- bleeding heart's bear, and like that movie's just sad. I don't... <laughs> no, very I'm sad. okay, it's, it's not It's a great bad. movie, it's very it's very sad. Um, the real life story is way better. we have the emotional range of small children. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, look, Anyways. I, you know... Grew up with Adam Sandler movies, and along with Adam Sandler comes Rob Schneider. They were SNL buddies together, and they came up together, and I love that he finds <sighs> bit roles to put Rob Schneider in, because most of the times, I freaking love him. Uh, but this is apples and oranges. Million Dollar Baby is... I mean, it just completely outclasses Benchwarmers in this way. Uh, the story is fantastic. you got phenomenal actors throughout, up and down, uh, Clint Eastwood to it Hillary Swank. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, 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 hey Morgan hey, Freeman's hey, in there. <laughs> you keep one token around. This, this is not Grand Torino, okay? We're not talking Grand Torino. We're talking Billion Dollar Baby. <laughs> movie is you so Asians good. get off and my you porch. Can, like, the, like, if you look into this movie and, you know, they have her at the beginning punching and she has no idea what she's doing. And then to actually show her later and how good she got at this just for this role. The story itself is just, it's so, it's so aggravating watching all the stuff, especially with like the way it, it ends. At all. It goes from a phenomenal Rocky style ending to what the hell just happened. And I don't like it. It's sad. It's so it's very sad, but it's so well done, and it's such a better Spoilers. movie than Benchwarmers, uh, Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, this ain't close. Here's, Moving here's on right. to the eight nine seed, we have ourselves old school versus slightly newer school. You can do it, and that is the Water Boy squaring off against Bad News Bears from nineteen seventy six, seventy nine, something like the, that. The Walter Matthau Bad News Bears. That is correct. Right. Yes, not not the Billy Bob Thornton abomination. Whoa! So, you shut your whore mouth. That movie was good. It's not a bad movie. Was, uh, I did, I did and Sons. <laughs> Anyways, who we got? I, you know, I'm gonna start off with this. There's a, a weird accuracy in the depiction of Louisiana football. There, I Matt and I know this very well. So it's the Water Boy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Claire's entire family is going to come murder you. Well, Claire's I mean, from Harbor Beach. What are you talking about? That's not right at all. I'll believe that's it. not. Where's she from? What? Okay. Anyway, no, 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 where, no, I, you know, I've no. been living down here by the bayou. We ain't eating snake. There's no knees of snakes to eat. But <laughs> knees of snakes. <laughs> snakes don't really have parts. But <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The Fonz fell very far. <laughs> uh, this is a tough one, though. This really is a tough one because Waterboy is very fun to watch. Um, you know, it's a very much an Adam Sandler movie. Uh, Bad News Bears is it's one of those classics that I personally think it's aged fine. I don't, but I'm older. I'm you know I'm, I'm 36, so this is a little bit different for me Whoa. than you guys. Um, All right, we're not just allowed to take 15 years off our age. Shut your whore mouth. God. Yeah, yeah. How right. long you been Who are you picking? Who are you picking? How many years? Come on now. Let's go. I need a coin. Let's go. Come on. I need a coin. Radio. I need a coin. Um, boom. Okay, just call it. Heads. It was... I ha- what the fuck it is, was heads. What is this? No, what does that mean? No. <laughs> no, heads is one. No, I, I already... Heads this is corruption no, that's I, happening no, stop, live. Stop. No, I, I already had it in my head when he was going to say it. No, no. God. All right, whatever. It's heads. 
So which I, one is it? I don't it? know what heads means. <laughs> the water boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hang on, it's I got this. Boy. I got this. I got this. Here we go. So that one's that. Okay. One, that one's that one. I'm gonna call and it this time. Nope, there's no oh, call. It's, it's the water boy. Come on, man. Look at that. All right. All right. Call it's her. Bullshit. Real first, quick. these two have to face off. You keep saying that. Stop saying that. They, they won't face off in mine. Next these summer, two- folks. <laughs> Next summer. <laughs> Bad news bears, man. Bad How news can bears. Be Bad news bears. Because, because you can't Bad pronounce news words bears right. Is the right devil now. and Waterboy moves on. Three one. There. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Disappointment as usual. Alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth, but ain't no toothbrush. <laughs> all right. We move on to the five twelve matchup. In a at one that I think is going to be kind of controversial. When depending the hell on did the age. Karate Kid get in here? It did. <laughs> what? what? And I didn't even know that was so. Up for, have, I didn't know that was up for voting. You put it up not, there. Well, Are you sure? Is, it wasn't. Yes, hundred percent. It wasn't a bottom three seed. So, anyways, we have ourselves a story, a harrowing tale against a guy named Adolf who was not in Germany, and that is Glory Road. Might as well be with the. Uh, you, you know, oh, okay. I I don't know if I can go that far, but regardless, Glory Road, two thousand four, two thousand five, mid mid two thousands film, six that was very harrowing about the Texas Western all black team that won the national title against the all white Kentucky team that was helmed by Pat Riley. Yes, that Pat Riley. Going up against a film that 80s kids are going to forever love despite its flaws, and that is The Karate Kid. So I am going to uh, field this one first, and I am going to say that while The Glory Road story is utterly phenomenal, I actually do really like The Karate Kid. It is enhanced a lot by the YouTube series that's actually really solid. So uh, I'm, I love the 80s, so I'm going to go with Karate Kid. It's all the spinoffs. Yeah, right? Look, listen, Ryan. What about you? Man. I'm allowed to have whatever opinion I want. So, anyways, because I I do like the Karate Kid a lot. I don't like the remake with Will Miss with Will Smith's son. Um, but wax on, wax off, Daniel's son, love it. But Glory Road taught me a lot that I didn't know about that team, and it taught me a lot just about basketball history in general. And it's one of the films that kind of jump started me wanting to learn. No deeper and just more about the game, about things that I had never known happened. Like when the color barriers were broken, who were the people uh, in place to really do all that and then put, really change the game of basketball because now, you know, what, 85% or 90% of the NBA or whatever it is, uh, is black. And it started with, you know, the Texas Western coach and his name escapes me now, but starting Dan Haskins that all black lineup to beat who was even you know a a power at the time in Kentucky and obviously there's still a power but just everything that they had to go through it was very for me it was very much like remember the Titans where you see all the stuff that they're dealing with off the court and that's something that always draws me in towards the movie so glory road for me is going to hopefully move on listen like them white kids glory road doesn't even belong here I don't know how these seeds aren't flipped the Karate Kid was a vastly superior movie. 
It is so not. It is so. I'm an '80s kid. It is so not. It is cheesy as all hell. I doubt for two seconds that Ralph Macchio knows a lick about martial arts after watching that movie. Glory Road is such a better movie overall. The story of Josh Lucas portraying Don Hoskins and taking that team with those guys where they went and the aftermath when you're t- when you actually talking to the real players including Pat Riley in that talking about that era and what they did and what it meant it was no 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 fantastic movie I'll be honest they got Pat Riley such a better all the championships eventually uh, uh, yeah and, and here's the thing I'm actually gonna I, I can't associate with Paul right now so I am changing my vote you can't and no, Glory that Road is not allowed that is and, absolutely yeah. not allowed well you know that what? Is, it just you can't do that you cannot oh, do that. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I did. But anyways. Oh, so cool. I'm, swi- I'm, switching my, I'm switching mine to, uh, to Rocky Balboa. <laughs> I mean, that helps me, so whatever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> All right, well, fine. I mean, if you want to go based on based on audience score, the Karate Kid's going to win. Let's take a look here. Let's see. Did Paul actually leave? Paul left. There he is. Oh, now he's no. typing. He's, he left. Different. God, he is sauce, man. <laughs> he is sauced right now. Like, good job. Uh, Karate Kid audience score is an 82. Yeah, it's going to wow. be Glory Road. Because freaking nostalgia. So high. Uh, I know. And Glory Road is look. Oh. <laughs> like if that was a real. Dude, hold on, hold on, hold on. Glory Road is an 81. That's so shitty. Oh, you can't let me switch? Like, come on now. Y- y'all made good points, and now I feel bad. <laughs> well, why'd you go first? <laughs> because <laughs> I want... Because I want... If you were like, so easily to, swayed. Like, you had to go first. Why'd you go first? <laughs> because I want to change it up. Because if I keep going last every time, the transition between my answer to the new matchup kind of goes weird. So I wanted to try to mix it up a bit. That's all. Well, look at what you did. Yeah, whatever. All right, Karate Kid moves on. All right. And uh, the audience scores, we take a look here, and we have ourselves the Glory Road at 81. However, it is one percentage point off. The Karate Kid moves on in the first upset that we have in this sports matchup. Very, very interesting stuff, guys. Uh, We move along. To another Adam Sandler joint. This is an Adam Sandler bracket, apparently. In the 413 matchup, we have Happy Gilmore squaring up against a film that I bet everybody has seen on cable TV, and that is The Replacements, starring Gene Hackman and your breathtaking Keanu Reeves. So, uh, I think Paul, now that he's back, should be the one to decide this first. So, Happy Gilmore against The Replacements. Who do you got, Paul? Happy Gilmore is the Adam Sandler sports movie. Yep. And the one that will move on and should move on. All right. Ryan? Yeah, I love so much about what Happy Gilmore is just as a film in general. And there's not any of us who have stepped foot on a golf course that haven't tried the Happy Gilmore swing. And for The Replacements, (laughs) this is just kind of like a sidebar because I'm picking Happy Gilmore. I swear to God, there's a movie. I thought it was called The Replacements with uh, Rob Corddry as, like, the head coach. They came out, and it was basically uh, like a parody no, football movie. Do you remember that? No, list? it wasn't Rob Cor- It's not Rob Corddry. It's the um, – he's in a lot of stuff. He was in The Office. Um, 
he was in um, Anchorman, and it was the, oh, what was it? The sports guy? No, I know what you're oh, talking about. Oh, yeah, no, about, it's though. not Rob Corddry. You're right, you're right, you're right. My bad. Yeah, no, no, Rob Corddry wouldn't be in a movie that bad. <laughs> well, yes, he would. But, no, it was. Oh, <laughs> you can't was, disrespect no, my man's like It wasn't that. Brick. Yeah, no, it was the other guy, it was the other guy in Anchorman, the real raunchy dude. It, it, yeah. Uh, David Kouchner? Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Da- David yeah. Kechner? The Kechner. sports guy. Yeah, champ. The sports guy from Anchorman. Yeah, yeah. Do you and the it was called? the film. I want to try. I want to make sure I get the film right. I know. Because I, I love that boom. movie. I just couldn't remember when we were doing this. But that movie made Perf. me laugh. Nope. 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 The, nope. They pulled nope. out the jock what strap in the, uh, in the locker room and like the one dude's <laughs> jock, like he just had a whole big thing for, you know, for his, you know, <laughs> where is it? I'm trying to find it. It was like in 2008 or something. You know, if you right? go to IMDb and the comebacks. the actor's name, the comebacks, <laughs> the comebacks, the comebacks, the comebacks, there it is. Yep. Yep. Same concept. We're going to get another movie, the replacements one day. It's going to be about the NFL. All right. Um, what do you think Matt, the replacements were about? You? Matt, no, I'm like assuming. <laughs> oh, Matt, I'm uh, assuming that you are going to be uh, Happy Gilmore as well. I love the replacements. It is one of my. I actually really like it. One of my guilty pleasures for quote unquote bad uh, sports movies, but I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, it's a very it's it's a much funnier movie than I ever thought going into it, and I I mm-hmm. think it's one of. It's one of my favorite roles for Keanu Reeves. It actually shows some range in him, what? which you don't see very often. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Hold but, on. Nope. Sorry. I don't know. We, hey, we got to disagree. No, I love Keanu Reeves, but the man is not exactly known for his range. Not as much as the internet. He's not exactly known for his <laughs> That's range. That's true. Um, but, I mean, God, Happy Gilmore is iconic. When you think about golf movies, it's Caddyshack and Happy Gilmore. That's it. It's those two. There's nothing else. Uh, all the other ones fall well short. Get and, in your hole. The lines from it, there's so many that you can throw out there from Happy Gilmore. And it's just one of the more perfect movies for Adam Sandler. Love Happy Gilmore. So, yeah, Happy Gilmore moves on. How can you say Keanu uh, doesn't have range when he was in John Wick 1, 2, and 3? <laughs> right. Like, and, and I'm sorry, you're talking about a dude who was in Point Break, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, John Wick, Constantine, The Replacements, and The Matrix, and you say he doesn't have range. No, and now he's going to be in Cyberpunk not, okay, 2077. You are clearly misunderstanding what range means when it comes to acting. I'm talking about showing I know what you know. I know what and, you the mean. The and he actually he shows absolutely it. does. I love when the two pretend cinephiles argue. No, but dude, in Point Break, he absolutely does too. That scene where he shoots into the okay, air because he no, lets sorry. Patrick Swayze uh, go. Uh, I'm sorry, but Nick Frost does a better yeah. job impersonating that in Hot Fuzz than Keanu Reeves actually does in Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not wrong, but anyways. Uh, that's because those movies are just amazing. Edgar Wright, man. But regardless, yeah, I actually am going to pick... Uh, I thought it was okay. I thought it was just anyways. okay. The other two I thought were great. <laughs> So the replacements is what I pick for a number of reasons, and it doesn't matter, but I just want to talk about this film a little bit. I don't think Happy Gilmore is the best sports Adam Sandler film. Much more on that later. But the replacements had two things going for it that I liked a lot. And number one, it's the first time I ever saw a left-handed quarterback. That messed with me a ton. 
I when I saw Keanu Reeves throwing left-handed, I was like, this Falco dude must be something special. And also, Rice Iffins, I I don't know how to pronounce so his last name. The guy, a black left-handed quarterback. <laughs> The, the guy who played the uh, lizard in The Amazing Spider-Man, he is the drunk-ass kicker, kicker yeah. and he is hilarious That'll in that film. <laughs> it was fantastic. I actually do have to uh, amend something. Oh, didn't you just log off well, no, with the same just thing? Dylan, Dylan, no, Dylan, Dylan made a great point. It is not the best Adam Sandler sports movie, and it's me and not. Dylan are in lockstep. You can't on call is. that an Adam Sandler movie. Sorry, I know what you're talking about. It's Get not an Adam Sandler movie. Here. It's can. a movie he's in, but it's not an Adam Sandler <laughs> wait, movie. Wait, 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 we wait, are going to go to war later. <laughs> yeah, we are. Anyways, okay, we moved down to the bottom half of the bracket. We got to speed this up a little bit, gentlemen. Uh, we got ourselves the number six seed, the Mighty Ducks, against the number eleven seed, Spike Lee joint with Jesus Shuttlesworth. He got game. Ryan, start us off. Uh, he got game. Jesus Shuttlesworth, just on NBA Twitter and basketball Twitter in general, within the basketball community, Jesus Shuttlesworth, even though he's a fake person but a real NBA player, is one of the most iconic just figures um, in there. And he got game in itself is a fantastic movie. I love it. Matt. Uh, Mighty Ducks was my coming-of-age hockey movie. It was enjoyable very funny uh but he got game that's a damn good movie he got game paul i know you're gonna say mighty Ducks, so we skip over you and it's gonna be for me uh the mighty ducks is not the best of the trilogy the second one is substantially better with the knuckle puck so he got game is gonna move on sad boy send that flying and we move to and this is going to be the most awkward of the uh, matchups we have, which is 42, starring T'Challa himself oh, no. as the one of the most iconic figures of all time, Jackie Robinson, and uh, The Express as the number 14 oh, seed. No. And Ryan, since you're torn, you choose first. Man, I've been caping for The Express since we first started this bracket. Yeah. A little bit of background. Someone deleted it from our original one, and I put it back in because I was so mad that it got that deleted. But I love The Express yeah, as a movie. The The scene where it basically shows how he – it's not how he became a running back, but it's how – just kind of that mentality that uh, stuck with Ernie Davis, the first African-American Heisman winner. If you guys don't know the story, he came to Syracuse after Jim Brown, who should have won the Heisman but didn't because he's black is he's at the train tracks when he's little, and there are these white kids just throwing rocks at him, calling him all sorts of uh, black racial slurs. And so he's he's running away from them and just dodging through, like, the forest or whatever it is that he's running to. And then, so it's just that kind of mentality that kept him going. At the end of the movie, he, I think he has leukemia, so he's never able to fully realize his potential. But I loved The Express from the first moment I saw it, and I've probably seen that movie like 15 times because I like it so much, but I love 42 and I love, um, what's his name? Uh, Ch- Chad, was Chad Bozeman? Chadwick Bozeman. Chadwick Bozeman. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I love him as an actor, but this is why I wanted Black Panther to move on the Marvel bracket, but I got to go with the express here. So I've been, <laughs> I've been riding with it for so long. All right, Paul, we're going to get yours out of the way on this. Cause I know you hate both these films. So it's not even remotely true. Actually. That's why Although, I voted 42. against the road. 42 was very disappointing, not because it was a bad movie by any means, but it could have been so much 
better, and they took no risks with it. That being said, the Express was as much as a modern by the by the book cliche movie that I can remember. It's a good story that they did nothing with. So okay. forty-two for sure. All right, Matt. Oh, this is so hard. I I really do love both these movies. Um, I own both these movies. Um, yeah. Who owns weird, weird flex, but okay. I own movies. Uh, why? Because technology will fail us one day, and I'll need my DVD player. Shut up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's that is that is maybe okay. my favorite line in the history of this podcast. But have, actually, but have right. audio video right. cables plugging in. Like, There's no plug for this. <laughs> there was so time the now. TV and just made. I know. Uh, I love both of these young actors that portrayed these roles. I fell for Rob Brown in Finding Forrester. He was. Not even spoke. He was going on as an extra, and they made him the freaking star of the yep. movie. Um, yep. And he was fantastic as Ernie Davis. Uh, again, I absolutely love uh, Chadwick Boseman, of course, but the secondary actors as well: Dennis Quaid and Harrison Ford, who I still want to see play in a movie together as brothers. Um, <laughs> but they're like twenty years apart. No, they're not. <laughs> Big bet on Harrison that. Ford. Uh, I, it's got to be at least 15. Big bet. I'm, right, I'm 15, see. well, 14 years apart from my brother. Um, right. But both these stories, obviously true stories, obviously, you know, difficult Dennis time stories. 65. Sorry. <laughs> He's looking this up now. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Now. All right. All right, so... It, uh, Dennis Quaid is 65. Harrison Ford is 77, so 12 years. Aha, not 15, not 20. Price is right, yeah. rules. You're wrong. Minute, no, the, the minute I said twenty, I, the minute I said twenty, I was like, ah, fifteen sounds more right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, both these movies are fantastic. I've definitely seen The Express more than I've seen Forty Two. So on that reason, I'm just gonna have to go with The Express. Damn. So we got to split oh, again because I'm sorry, but I Harrison Ford is my dude despite his crotchetiness, and he was a fantastic. He was great in that. Tricky. He was great in Forty Two. He was. He was he was fantastic. I cannot believe the Express put up such a fight. You can't uh, believe what? Nope, not yet, because the, we do this as a cinematic reveal, and that is 42 with an audience score of 85. Oh, yeah, the Express and the isn't Express, that No, it's not. And the People Express hate it. I love is... It. <laughs> Agreed. The Express is a 75. Yeah. So we have ourselves the the 42 almost being upset by Stephen F. Austin itself in The Express. Hey, I'm not mad. We moved, like I said, both great movies. Love them both. Good fight. Yep. This one is going to be a funny one. Sorry, both are films that are funny for their own reasons. We got guys ourselves... Me and the one guys in our podcast. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we got ourselves the number seven seed, the raunch, original sports raunchy film, Slapshot. With Paul Newman himself, Mr. Cool, going up against, uh, I'll be honest, it's the only Rocky film I actually really like, and that is Rocky Four, the most 80s film you will ever set your eyes uh, upon. I'm just going to start off with this. i got to talk movies, about Rocky Four. <laughs> Rocky Four is my favorite, even though it has the weird-ass robot. It has Ivan Drago, which is a fantastic film character. He has the montage. It has 
a harrowing beginning because one of the main guys, Apollo Creed, that you just fell in Spoilers! love with, he dies. He dies wow. in. I mean, it's a film from nineteen like eighty eight. So, he dies. but he dies there, in the I'm ring. Gonna do spoilers. And it's the fantastic line that Drago says cold heartedly: "If he dies, he dies." It was the Cold War animated into a film. I love it so much, and I'm picking Rocky for it right out the bat. Matt, tell us why Slapshot wins. So I have an inner turmoil with Rocky because I honestly believe that Rocky, if left alone as a trilogy, is up there with some of the greatest trilogies of all time. Uh, if you just left it alone with one, two, and three, I think thanks to the Cold War and, hey, we can make some more money off of this, they made Rocky four. Uh, it was not a big fan of it uh, for a long time. The training montage, it's so campy. The, the training montage, you know, dichotomy in Russia is one of my favorite Rocky segments. Um, it's so good. The cheesy ass speech at the end uh, is, <laughs> I mean, perfect Rocky cheesy ass speech at the end. Um, it's got great '80s music, not traditional Rocky music, but these other '80s music like Hearts on Fire and shit. Um, <laughs> Slapshot's a great movie. Slapshot is a great movie that our younger generation doesn't really know unless they're diehard hockey fans and they just want to catch every hockey movie out there. Uh, there aren't that many of them, so it wouldn't take you that long to actually catch them all. The Love Guru? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you mean a movie that killed a man's uh, career? I'm just going to go with, with who I think the audience will go on this one because I could go either way, but I'll, I'll, no. I'll go... I'll go with Rocky Four. Yes! Oh my God! Yes! Oh, thank Jesus, because I was a little bit worried. I was a lot of bit worried, actually. Slapshot was a fantastic movie. I love Rocky. But Rocky Four is the (laughs) hypest, the hypest sports movie of all time. Oh man! No, no movie like Rocky Four made you want to go out and do shit like Rocky (laughs) Four. (laughs) <laughs> well, this is going to be like I wanted. I wanted to go down the street looking for a Russian. <laughs> all right, all right, Liam Neeson. Okay, that's a hate crime. That's right. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be. Uh, a by the way, I do want to point something I, out. I got to admit that Rocky IV oh, is completely clouded by uh, Always Sunny and their love for Dolph Lundgren, that's a, which in turn that's right. has made me love Dolph Lundgren <laughs> as Captain Ivan Drago. <laughs> D- D- Dolph Lundgren, but he can smell crime. This might be the su- most surprising sweep of all time. On right? This cast. Absolutely. Uh, what a look, wonderful it's just tough time. matchups. I will it's say just tough matchups. And here's another thing, by the way. Rocky Four has a 39% disparity between critic and audience. 40% for critics, 79% for audience. What's more impressive about that to up me in American is the bread. critics. The critics taint mm. the audience. I think that would have been much higher. All right, so now we move on to one that I think is... Uh, I, I don't mean to have a pun for this, but Field of Dreams versus Southpaw. I'm going to get... Okay. <laughs> there we go. There you go. I, I'm gonna. I'm just going to get this out of the way. Field of, Field of Dreams is... Oh, man. That, that, that is a beautiful, literally beautiful film. Uh, it oh, is majesty in motion. I mean... Yes, but part, I mean, <laughs> but at the same time, it's just the idea, the kind of, you know, it, it plays off the spiritual element in sports that I will be honest is kind of the only thing that I still cling to from that sort of 
way that I grew up and Field of Dreams kind of is the reminder and also the bond that he has with his dad I can really relate to that so Field of Dreams and it's not close I don't even want to talk about Southpaw it's not it's not close to me I hate Field of Dreams um, <laughs> just like the moment I've seen I've seen it a couple of times Jesus because it's Christ. always played on TV I do not like the movie and I've only seen Southpaw once but Southpaw has an Eminem inspired soundtrack so that's the reason I'm choosing Southpaw. I don't think it will win because even if it's tied, the crit- the film score or whatever, it's probably going to go to Field of Dreams. So but that I, is I don't not a think good you movie. have to take a guess who the wholesome people on this podcast are and who the not wholesome people on this podcast are. <laughs> God damn. Southpaw is a much better movie than it gets credit for. It. But what it is not is Field of Dreams. Goddamn cornfield. We got it. Oh my <laughs> God. Like, uh, I bet you Claire loves it. I read the Field of Dreams and Dancing with the Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Field of Dreams was was great, and then F- Dances with Wolves is a lie. <laughs> Alright, it's Field of Dreams in a landslide. Thank you. And Matt, please just get this over uh, Fun fact about Southpaw, it was originally supposed to be a direct sequel to 8 Mile. Not sure how it turned into a boxing movie, but it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he didn't. Jake, I think he was doing his album. I don't think he had time to star in it. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is fantastic in it, and uh, it's a tough story, but a really good story. And Forrest Whitaker is fantastic. Um, Feel the dreams, you know. Read the book, Roy Kins- Ray Kinsella. It's fant- it's a really good book. No. Uh, the movie is done pretty spot on for the book. Uh, I know you don't like Kevin Costner, Dylan, but I he's don't. pretty damn good in this movie. And oh, obviously, it's I'm got aware. James Earl Jones, who's an all timer. Uh, mm-hmm. And Rob Lowe. Or not Rob Lowe. Rob, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Not Rob Lowe. Ray Liotta? No, but that's it. <laughs> Ray Thank Liotta, you. It was an RL. It was an RL. <laughs> uh, and it, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Southpaw. I, I like Southpaw a lot. <laughs> but uh, it's Field of Dreams. Did, All did right, you see that to wrap it, uh, Lion King's behind the scenes stuff with James Earl Jones where he's like sitting down reading his lines? No. Uh, it just looks so sad. No thanks. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta look this up now. <laughs> like, no. like everyone else is obviously standing and singing, and it's just James Will Jones sitting. Let's see. Just, You're laughing, and now I feel bad. And he just looks like he's not having a good time. Uh, he looks alright for his age. I don't know what you mean. For his age, but then you compare it to all like the younger actors who are doing voice work and standing up and being yeah, like vibrant with what they're doing. And it's just James Will <laughs> Jones sitting down. All right, well, anyways, to wrap up the East region, and we're at that midway point, our first round, we're going to be splitting this into two, I'm pretty sure, but uh, we got ourselves Million Dollar Baby is going to be going up against The Water Boy, and then we have the number 12 seed, The Karate Kid, against Happy Gilmore. It's the first upset. And then we have the first upset, and then the second upset we have, He Got Game, the number 11 seed, going up against the almost upset 42 and then our final r- matchup in the East is going to be Field of Dreams against Rocky Four. And we move on to the Midwest region, gentlemen, where we start off with Paul's uh, l- little snippet, little cut in here. So he's going to be starting us off here, and that is... Hoosiers, the number one seed against number 16 seed, 
only famous because of It's Always Sunny, where the gang goes invincible. Yeah. It is invincible. Philadelphia yeah, that's Eagles. It's famous. <laughs> I mean, it, absolutely it is. It absolutely because is not. That, Ryan, what do you think? I mean, uh, I yeah, think okay, it's yeah, go to the other diehard It's Always Sunny fan. <laughs> No, that's, so, I mean, I guess, that, that's objective. I, I guess just to start <laughs> I, it off, I, like I don't like Hoosiers as a movie in general. I do like Invincible. Damn. I do like Mark Wahlberg. I think it's funny if they spelled his name wrong, and then it's the janitor, or equipment manager, or whoever was just like, eh, does it really just, matter? Like, just kind of you know, <laughs> freaking deal with it. Um, that part was funny <laughs> to me, and then when he's running, and you get like that feel good scene, and then he just gets laid out out of bounds. And then, of course, the Always Sunny Connection, which is one of the better Sunny episodes, which the game gets invincible, which is actually really high praise. So I'm actually going to take the 16 that was supposed to be oh, out man. of the tournament over oh, the one uh, and let Invincible. Well, it gets my vote. Obviously, it doesn't move on yet, but it gets my vote. Hoosier's about to be upset in their own Midwest, baby, because oh, Invincible Just like Indiana's is choking ass. Phenomenal. Invincible is phenomenal. so so good in Invincible okay. is actually the first big Mark Wahlberg movie I watched and exactly why I love Mark Wahlberg so much this day he's been in a ton of really good movies but Invincible is amazing Hoosiers is overrated okay. and I'll take the 16 over the one all day well you know what Paul has apparently been hitting the bottle more than he sounds because Hoosiers absolutely is not losing to Invincible uh, Dennis Hopper in that film is um, I mean he's such a good actor in general but this just proves it again. And the thing that it goes against to Hoosiers is a lot of people don't like, oh, it's kind of slow, it's kind of grimy, you know, what have you. But Invincible doesn't have enough green man, so I can't <laughs> vote for Invincible. So Hoosiers, all the way. Do the thing, Matt. Do the thing. So Hoosiers just, is an all-timer. Just despite Dylan. Gene oh, Hackman uh, is fantastic. The whole scene where he brings him into the big gym measures the floor to the hoop, measures the free throw line to the hoop, and explains to them very, very obviously, it's the same size. It doesn't matter where we're playing. We're playing on the same size court. And don't worry about the outside noise. And, yes, Dennis Hopper is a very damn good fall-down drunk who gets a little redemption at the end. Uh, fun fact, Mark Wahlberg is actually a foot and a half shorter than the real Vince Papali. Uh, yep. <laughs> and the real story is... You know, overblown here, but it's also fantastic that this guy was able to just go as a walk-on and make an NFL team. There were so many great character actors in it. Uh, it introduced me to Kirk Acevedo, who is his raspy voice best friend who helps him out when his car is dead. I've loved that actor. He's great. He is fantastic in Band of Brothers. Uh, it's one of the few roles I actually like Greg Kinnear in because I really think he's just kind of a dick in real life and he comes across that so much. I love <laughs> Elizabeth Banks just in general and I'm pretty sure this movie introduced me to her. Um, and it's one of the few times where I'm not going to go with a basketball movie. I'm taking Invincible. <laughs> yeah, your boy Woody. Oh, God, yes. Oh, upset. Lord, yes, baby. We 16 have, over one. We we have a, our movie. first 16 over a <laughs> one seed. Up the next that Virginia. And, and not for nothing, hey, but by the time know, I get to it, is it really going to matter? <laughs> I, what, what I think is also very fascinating is that in Invincible, uh, Donovan McNabb was there, uh -huh. and also Tiger Woods was there. Right. The same person, one might assume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I do. And he, I he's do he's have into to foot ask, shit. Although, 
Because this, this, <laughs> this does blow my mind. So, for Hoosiers to be the number one seed, that means not a single one of us cut it. Nope. Yet, Invincible was straight up cut, cut. I had to bring it back from the dead. Dylan, how many points did you give Invincible? Jesus. Like, that's mind-blowing. I love it. This is exciting. This was actually a very compelling matchup, and I think the only thing I can take solace in is knowing that there's going to be so many more IASIP references now per capita in this bracket. Like, Ryan and I are just going to be hamming this home. So, you, know, you better you better be ready, because D's bird feet are about to break. Anyways. So. <laughs> thank you. That's what I was looking for. So, we got ourselves the 8 versus the 9 matchup. Uh, Paul, I'm just going to mark you for any given oh, Sunday. Thank Don't you for just playing. Mark me. Don't just mark uh, me. Uh, I mean, it's correct, uh, but I want to have my say on this one. No, because you don't. You're no, ju- no, no, look, no, no, hey, no. you had too oh, much so goose. Oh, you're just like going to slur your false. words. That is false. I'm not slurring shit. And any given Sunday, the number eight seed going up against Paul's least favorite film because it stars a black man. White men can't jump. This is a fantastic oh, no. irony to me because this is the only movie that any given Sunday could have probably beaten in the entire bracket. Any given Sunday was so underwhelming and so disappointing, but yes, it was better than the movie that shouldn't be in the bracket. Okay, well, your hate for white men can't jump makes no sense whatsoever. Besides Woody Harrelson. A bad movie. By the way, I do want to point out that apparently, according to those that were on the set, Woody Harrelson can actually ball. Uh, yeah, he and played that college. is enough. <laughs> and, That's right. Of course, Matt's going to close on that. Uh, yep, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Look, hey, hey, He's Woody like Harrelson is my dude, too. <laughs> Wesley I love Snipes that dude cannot play ball. ball. <laughs> he had a hard time true. learning how to play competently for the movie. But if you're having so, a game of pickup, who would you pick first? Oh, Woody Harrelson. Give him <laughs> the jump, man. Give him the jump. <laughs> what? You want me to play uh, basketball? Yeah, that's a, that's the first actually outside of the Drake and Josh Pool episode. That's the first time I learned about hustling. <laughs> what about the Fresh Prince episode? No, I, I saw that after gotcha. I saw this film. Jeffrey? So, anyways, the, the, the pool hall one where Uncle yeah. Phil comes in and mops the floor with him. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Best TV show dad ever. My my uh, my own father loves white men can't TV jump so much. Yes. <laughs> no, it's already over. Uncle Phil but, wins. Sorry, the re- <laughs> the original overall number one seed is sitting in jail right now for drugging women. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> well, Damn. well, Damn. tell me I'm lying. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I'm assuming for Ryan Matt, I'm assuming you guys are saying white men can't jump because you're sensible and not a hater of all jump. things black. I will black. tell you that I love Any Given Sunday because it reminds me so much of the video game Blitz the League. Um, just with oh. like the ridiculous <laughs> team names like the Miami Sharks and all the yeah. just kind of like weird and shady shit they are doing on the side. Um, but I, it's, yeah, it is white men can't jump. But I do like Any Given Sunday a lot and I love Al Pacino, especially in Serpico. Come on, Matt. Don't you... I like Ooh, I, I, Oliver Stone movies generally get me pretty good, 
But I can honestly say my favorite thing about any given Sunday is that LL Cool J whooped Jamie Foxx's ass in a real fight in the movie. And that uh, there were a lot of other football players that wanted to hop in and help him because Jamie Foxx was all up in himself in that role in that movie. Uh, White Men Can't Jump is one of my favorite movies, period. Let's I go. love Let's White Men Can't go. Jump. I've loved it from when it came out when I was 10 years old. Uh, Woody Harrelson has always been one of my favorite actors. And there's no chance I'm rooting for an underwhelming Any Given Sunday over White Men Can't Jump. Matt, Matt, Matt. Yeah, I was going to say, Matt, what is your hype level for Zombieland Double Tap? Oh, so so oh, very hype. super hype. Can't wait. Right? Oh, it's like, I'm, uh, I'm at a 10. I'm at a 10. It's like McKenna's favorite movie, which is something never I totally it? know. You've never seen Zombieland? Totally what? How funny, how funny is it when, f- it's, dude, spoilers it's again, how funny is it when it when it's Bill Murray so gets good. shot? Oh, it's I've never seen... My, I've never seen my dad laugh harder than when Bill Murray got and shot. And he blames it's himself for it, too. It's great. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, it's okay. We saw that in theaters. That, that movie was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, we saw it, uh, I saw it the other day on Netflix. This is her favorite I love movie. That absolutely saw I, that. I just want you to know, amazing. so you guys can feel whatever, any given Sunday at the higher audience score. You gutless swine. Don't whatever. care. Don't care. Are you guys watching the Yeah, TV it's a 3-1. Who cares? Who cares? Not care. And they're going to the... Yeah. They're going... They're all, Oh, uh, no, not tied anymore. But he just got fouled. But the, it looks like they can't jump a better story, too. And they're going to the, the sky hook yeah. from three quarter court to get her into jeopardy. <laughs> That's right. So we got ourselves a, uh, I think, a really underseated team here. But we got ourselves the Sandlot number five C going up against a very recent film, which is Uncle <laughs> Drew. Uh, Ryan. Ryan, have you seen it yet? Yeah. Which one? Uncle Drew? Uncle Drew. Oh, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I, okay. I do like Uncle Drew a lot. It's very funny. I love the commercials. I just love Kyrie as a person. But it's not... Chris Webber... Oh, wait, man, he's so it's good. Not but am I lying? Is it not Lott. the best thing Chris Webber has ever done? Oh, well, yes. he called the timeout. He's out, so which, good. Which allows me to troll sometimes. Right. <laughs> but, which, I mean, which I enjoy. I'm in, I'm in, like, seriously, and he, I was and he wore number 84 for the Pistons, which I infinitely respect anybody... <laughs> Who gets even close to 100 in basketball numbers? <laughs> uh, his, his opening scene where he's trying to baptize and dunk everybody else. Hilarious. And running away from Lisa <laughs> Leslie who's coming to whoop his ass. <laughs> no, Uncle Drew's a good she, movie that got a bad she to. She got she to do I'm going to say The Sandlot because... I actually, I, the biggest irony, when I was a kid growing up, I was petrified of dogs, and that film captured that feeling as a child better than anything I've ever seen. Uh, obviously, I've gotten over that, but yeah, so Sandlot, 100%. captured everything they depicted better than anything I've ever seen. <laughs> Uncle Drew just got a bad draw. He, Uncle he Drew has not, a great message, though. He drew, Love, he drew bad. Uncle Drew, again, is one of those films that talks about the whole, it doesn't matter if you're old as long as you got the spirit. And I love that. And are five former or current NBA players. <laughs> hey, hey. Reggie Miller's blind now. For reals. <laughs> Reggie Miller was actually... Buckets! Really that <laughs> that um, was when he's shooting the skee-ball. <laughs> no, as, as, legit need Ryan to continue. Uncle Drew really surprised me. Uh, it was a much more enjoyable movie than I thought it was going to be. I thought I would just enjoy it for the basketball, but I enjoyed it for a lot more than that. Uh, but The Sandlot is in that rarefied air of 
all-time, even as a kid movie, you can watch it later, and it doesn't fall off a bit. Uh, I'm trying to think yeah. of other movies that fall into that. I really can't think of too many others. I think Home Alone. Stand by me. Home Alone might come close. Stand by me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, these are you know quote unquote kids movies that you can watch as an adult and you don't feel like a fool for watching them. Uh, and The Sandlot, it just it, it hit everything perfectly. It's a great story. Absolutely enjoyable from beginning to end. And uh, I think it's probably going to go far in this bracket. You know, I, I gotta ask Dylan because I super respect and love the way you did the seating. But how did the Sandlot fall so far? Like, what was it? Its does demise? not have a very high critical score. That is the best reason you could have possibly given me because now I know I don't have to give a shit about why it fell. Because because uh, it was one of the ones that obviously none of us cut, and it uh, like okay, this is absurd, but the Sandlot has a sixty percent critical score. Sixty. Something. Where are you getting you? these numbers? Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. tomatoes. Why, why? I know. Is why it, did we agree to use Rotten Tomatoes? Right. It's got a seven point eight out of ten on IMDb. <laughs> well, because so Rotten, Rotten tomatoes, tomatoes is the most consistent aggregate, and it also takes from multiple news sources. It's not. It's not like like uh, like critics go on Rotten Tomatoes to rate. It's that they have their own rating like and then this. they input the rating to it. No, this is good because so. I literally based all of my bracketing on mine off of IMDb scores. Huh. So, which will be great for when we do do mine because we can use the Rotten Tomato ones and it's a different number set up. So when we have ties, we can go for something else. There you go. So Sandlot moves on. Their Uncle Drew put up a pretty solid fight but lost by eight points. Better movie than it gets credit for. at the end. Yeah, 100%. Uh, way better acting from Kyrie Irving no, seriously? than like, I expected. Shaq, who has by far the most acting prowess out of them, might have been the oh, worst actor great. in it. <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of just didn't try. <laughs> Chris Webber was the best. I think we all agree Chris Webber was the best in that film. This just like, in, Kyrie a better actor than a leader. True story. <laughs> uh, Ryan, whenever you get back, we can do our next matchup. Thanks I'm here. for playing. Oh, oh okay. Jesus. Okay. Really? Sure. Hi, Ryan. So, so Ryan, were you, you picking the Sandlot after your talk? Yeah. We lost you. So. No, I picked the Sandlot there first. Yep, okay, there we go. Just making sure. Okay. We got died. ourselves a matchup of the film that I know for a fact at least Matt and I'm pretty sure Paul, but also myself, have seen. And it is, I would argue, one of the most underrated films ever made against one of the most overrated films ever made. Overrated, and that is number four, Rocky, up against number 13, Sean William Scott amazing comeback film goon i'm just my cards were already on the table i think rocky's the most overrated film maybe ever made and goon is ridiculously underrated like insultingly goon is what i choose and liam schreiber in that film by the way equally amazing goon was an excellent excellent movie but i do not share your hate for rocky and Uh, come on now rocky laid the groundwork for so many of the films in this bracket. You cannot top what the original Rocky was with Goon. Goon was great, but you're talking about the OG. Matt, get it over with. Oh, no, I'm going last. I'm going last. Okay. I'm, I'm going to pick Rocky. I think it's overrated too, but oh. I think it's still better than the Sean William Scott movie. Uh, but it gave us Eye of the Tiger. Well, it didn't give us Eye of the Tiger, but... It, it put it. It no, put it, it did out not. There. No, it gave us. It gave Actually, us. Actually, 
And I'll be honest, statue. that is a very big that is a very big uh, misconception. A lot of people do think OG Rocky is where that uh, song came from. Really? Yeah, a lot of people are idiots. Oh yeah. No, well, is this also? I mean, is this like a real, or or is this a real thing? <laughs> I will. By the way, I do want to point out that Rocky, in terms of disparity between audience and critic, ninety-three percent for critics, sixty-nine percent for audience. Right, because Rocky. it's an older, slower movie, and younger generation don't care for that. And y'all are the ones on the internet voting. That's that's a valid point. And we we talked about older movies that came out before, which we have a much bigger problem with this bracket than the Marvel bracket. Well, yeah, oh, the Marvel bracket started in two thousand eight. Look, you were talking about a movie where the story leading up to the movie is better than almost anything out there. Where Sylvester Stallone is so down on his luck, sold his dog because he needed the money, bought the dog back the first thing he did when he got the money for this movie. One best picture, one best director, one best film editing, seven other Oscar nominations for best actor and supporting actors and score and everything. This movie is phenomenal. And there are two fictional characters in the world that I know of that have a statue in public. One is Superman the city of Metropolis, Illinois, and the other is nope. Rocky Balboa Robo in Philadelphia. In Where is there a RoboCop statue? I need to see this. It's in Midtown. This is fantastic. I need to go see this. Anyway, there's a reason that he is so iconic. The music, both of them, Gonna Fly Now and Eye of the Tiger, completely iconic and known for one reason, All it is Rocky right. Balboa. All right, Rocky moves on. And by the way, I do want to point out, Goon has a higher audience score. I don't so care. It's a bunch of that. young kids voting. So we move on to, I'm going to tell you right now, the most, con- not most contentious. Uh, I don't know. Okay, the number six seed. And this is where I can never be yelled at for bias. Because my my objective, absolute favorite film on this entire list the Longest Yard from 2005, and I will give every reason why it is my absolute favorite sports film, against a film that I think isn't doesn't deliver the way it should, which is We Are Marshall, the story of a Marshall football team that resurrected itself after a plane crash killed the entire team, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in 1971, I believe. And it stars uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, I'm going to go last for this one. Ryan, why don't you go first? Right, so we have the longest yard and we are Marshall. I saw the young, the longest yard in theaters when it came out, and like at the time that I saw it, to me it was the funniest movie I'd ever seen. I love Adam Sandler. <laughs> I love Chris Rock. Those two have amazing uh, chemistry together, and they always have since their Saturday Night Live days. Yeah, Terry Crews is Cheeseburger Eddie, Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> Goldberg in the movie, Nelly, who when I was I was real young and the movie came Nelly out, was badass Nelly was film. like my favorite like musician at that point because I loved obviously his music the most. Um, but it just seeing up. him, I, I love the uniforms, the black and red with the X on it, the Goldberg, um, the the hammer, if you will was hilarious to me and then seeing seeing nelly juke his way through it was you know what i'd always played on as like ncaa or madden when you create when you could create your own player like that's the type of player you created obviously in my case it was a white player but he did he did a lot of the same stuff so for me the longest yard moves on and it's not really close um even though i did like we are marshall but 
The Longest Yard for me is one of the better just movies overall on this list. Uh, Matt. Uh, so I want to amend something I said a long time ago in our chat where I talked about The Longest Yard, the new one, um, not being the better of the two Longest Yards. Because uh-huh. I did recently watch both of them. Uh-huh. And as much as I do love Burt Reynolds and his, uh, the star power that is in the newer one at the time that it came out from you know big acting names to big athlete names Michael Irvin to you know to big That's right you know, That's to right. big entertainment names in general from pro wrestlers to Nelly uh it's it's just so good and it's a coming out for a few people Terry Crews not the least of which um and really introducing them to this world and thank God for it because Terry Crews is one of my favorite things in the world of Hollywood just in general at this point um he's almost up there with the rock <laughs> for me uh we Owe Marshall's a good movie. It's a terrible story. It's a wonderful story, but a terrible story. Matthew McConaughey does a damn good job, and it really shows that he can act in this one. Uh, but The Longest Yard is a better movie and a more enjoyable movie, and it's absolutely moving on for me. Paul? Matthew McConaughey is one of my favorite actors, probably one of the more underrated actors, because he just doesn't do enough visible movies. Especially I mean, he won an Oscar and an Emmy. Right. So. Yes, Eventually, the generation doesn't care about it at all. I'm but just saying, he's not o- 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 underrated anymore. I am really, really excited to hear Matt come around on the Longest Yard because 100. percent We were so mad at for him. this bracket. 100%. The Longest Yard is one of the very few movies that manages to actually surpass the original in almost every way. In the original, you're talking about an original that was an amazing film, and in its own right would have been, on this bracket, highly regarded. I don't know how The Longest Yard is a six seed, but I know that it is going to... I actually can tell you why. Again, for the same reason as The Sandlot, critics despise this film. This movie was incredible. If you think differently, it is pure bullshit snobbery. I... I, like again, I've said it before, but this is absolutely my favorite film on this list. So you know which way I'm going to go on it. I have so much to say on it. I have actually, I am not kidding. In NCAA 13, I made the Meme Machine team with every <laughs> single person from the roster, That's and respect. we kicked, we kicked ass. Oh, was it, it was, was awesome. That other wrestler was it the great Khalid. The great Khalid. Yes, yeah. he's a yep. monster. Yeah huge dude he was the um you, you didn't mention, d, um, d tackle for me you or didn't DN mention for me. that oh the huge guy um which huge guy the great college oh, multiple i think i broke his nose multiple oh yeah the the yeah uh it ain't tracy, look tracy it ain't easy tracy morgan was there <laughs> um <laughs> Whoever the guy was who was the, the Mexican dude, he was great. Paulie. Oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, I personally yeah, but, find yeah, to be the point. most hilarious of the Rob of the Rob Schneider cameos. We're gonna pog in the showers tonight. Who are we gonna kiss? Uh, it, look. <laughs> uh, there, there's uh, and James Cromwell is the uh, is the uh, commissioner or whoever and that character actor who's been in so many different things like Armageddon and all the Christopher Nolan films he's Captain Kennard he was awesome too and he did he wound up not being nearly as much of an asshole at the end I like that yeah Captain Luke uh, Kennard is very very inspired and you have Danny Trejo I believe yeah Danny Trejo's the, in the box with uh, Chris Berman right yeah yeah I think so I forgot they I got think Chris so Berman, yeah I think it was 
somebody. No, somebody it was like not that. Danny Trejo. It was Wait, it, it was like it was a Native that. American guy, not a Mexican. Oh, uh, okay. My bad. My bad. But anyways, you got you got ESPN two is there. You got Jim Rome taught hyping up the game beforehand. <laughs> I thought that stadium looked hype as hell. Uh, there's more. I mean, I've already said a frick ton about this film, but there's gonna be more in the future. Longest yard moves on. And we move on to our three fourteen matchup. I think this one's real contentious. A film that nobody's ever heard of, but critics adore, which is The Damned United. I argue the greatest soccer film ever made against another of my favorites, You Jive Turkeys. We got fourth place, but in this case, fourteenth recede semi pro. Ryan, Ryan, start us off. I love Semi Pro so much. I love that it was you know, like in Flint, <laughs> Michigan, for the movie, and I haven't, and I hadn't seen The Damned United. So the only thing I can do is talk about how great of a movie that I thought. Not maybe not even great of a movie, just how funny of a movie I thought Semi Pro was, and how like you did you didn't get a lot of movies, which is another kind of cool. As if you're just going to talk about like the sports aspect of it, and not even the comedy, is you get like the ABA uh, movie out of it. Where you see, obviously, it's not how those teams operate. It's a parody of it. But just how those teams and how the NBA stuff kind of affected them. And then, you know, obviously, exaggerated ridiculousness that they did to sell tickets and get people in the stands. And, like, the giveaways and the dude hit the shot. A live and bear. And he was like, uh. <laughs> do, it, do it double or nothing. Do it twice. And he does it again. <laughs> oh, man. How could you uh, Matt. How Matt, go Matt, ahead. No, 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 Matt. Matt, Matt can All right, fine, for Paul. his hatred. Because how can you disparage a movie that invented the alley-oop? How can you do that? <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't understand. <laughs> Semi-pro <laughs> is definitely the more fun <laughs> of the two movies. Semi-pro is... So much better than it gets credit for. Oh, and it is yeah. unfortunate that it is going against the best soccer movie ever made. Yeah, the love, love me sexy, right? Was just a stupid good film. And I'm sorry, Flint Travis. Oh damn. Alright. Rest in peace. Uh uh. In the, All right, the Jackie well, Moon Halloween costume is one of the best Halloween costumes <laughs> that you can buy. I just, oh man. All right, I'm gonna go because I, I just keep thinking of this film and it's just so funny and there's so many people in it too. Like Woody Harrelson again in another basketball film. You got Andre 3000, Will Ferrell. You got Three Tim six. Meadows in there. Will Arnett. Uh and uh, and you got Rob Cordry who like wants to be cucked. It's weird as hell. And he's like, "Oh man, you doing my wife? Awesome!" It, it was. Oh, that movie's just super funny. So many great lines. Like it's like the Titanic, but with bears. And for that reason, I gotta go with Semi Pro. I, I have to. I cannot believe we just well, heard the well, word "cucked" on our cast. No, I was gonna say it's not gonna win because Max is gonna pick the Dame United, and then it's gonna have a higher score. Yeah, because if I wanted yep. to watch a good movie about the ABA, I'd watch the ESPN 30 for 30 Free Spirits. Oh, That's not a movie. Stop. The Damn United. Yeah, hey. well, neither is Hoop Dreams. The Damn United is just a better movie. Sexy. 
I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, actually. As much as I love Woody Harrelson and Andre 3000 you and don't. Tim Meadows. Apparently, you don't. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> but I can appreciate when he's in really good movies. Name it, Andre 3000. This is not solo. one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the Love Below. <laughs> Uh, man, man, you you jive turkey. Uh, no, it's the damn United. Oh God! Well, it's not even remotely close. The damn United sits at a very high uh, critic score. I think it's like a ninety-three. Well, critics, gee, it's almost like it's a better movie, which is the point of this bracket. Well, Aww. let's take a look here, because actually, I didn't look at the audience score. So, audience is what's important. Yep, audience for the Damned United sits at an 85. Uh, Yeah, it's over. (laughs) Semi-Pro is not (laughs) 85. Semi-Pro, on the other hand, has a bunch of matches voting for it. 38? 38? 36. I feel like 38%. It's almost like it's not a good movie. It's almost like Matt went on 4chan and put a campaign against Uh, Semi-Pro. Matt Matt changed his IP address 95,000 times. (laughs) Yeah, that put that much work into it. All right, and now we have okay. We have ourselves a very differing type of film here, and this one is my number two behind the longest yard, and uh, it's a League of Their Own, which is a film starring America's sweetheart Tom Hanks in a film where it's females playing baseball and not crying because it's baseball against Jamaica. We have a bobsled team in Cool Runnings. With my favorite John Candy film of all time. It's a fantastic cast. I, I'm voting for Cool Runnings right away. It's one of my favorite films of all time as well. I love this film so much. Ryan, Ryan, I know. Help me out here, please. Hmm. Well, I haven't, I haven't seen either of these movies. It? Oh! <laughs> Cool Runnings what? is right. so good. All right. So I have to, I have to figure out a way to vote for one. So I'm looking up. Okay. So, look, Cool Runnings is about the first real life Jamaican bobsled team, the Olympic sport where you take a metal toboggan and, and just rush it down down these tunnels of ice. I, I do like John Candy. I, I can, so that has I can make this easy it. for let you, me, Ryan. Let me at the, oh, it, hold on. If you vote, if you vote Breaking for Cool news. Runnings, you're sexist, and if you vote for a league of their own, you're oh, racist. Oh, well, so hold on, one. no. Cool Runnings had the dude that played David Ruffin in The Temptations, so Cool yeah, Runnings Leah. wins. Yeah, yeah, easy. You didn't, so you're not even looking at League of Their Own. Nope. <laughs> Do they have David Ruffin? I mean, League of Their Own. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'll be honest, League of Their Own is boring as hell oh in comparison. God. Cool Runnings is a fun film. Hey. I have prize. I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who won't get no crap off of nobody. Yeah, I know you didn't see power and them women playing baseball. You sexist ass. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a Jamaican bobsled team helmed by John Candy every I time. Mean, let's let's be real. Me too. Cool running. Hey, great, hey, movie. great movie. Great movie. Uh, League of right. okay. It's not bad. Matt. There's no point in me going because you idiots have already gone and taken <laughs> the best oh, that are out there and oh, taken it out of it to Cool Runnings. I love Cool Runnings, but it is nowhere near the movie A League of Their Own is. Oh, You're right. No. It's better. No, it's really not. <laughs> well, ain't it absolutely is. Thanks ain't nobody point. come to see you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have our last matchup, two fighting uh, movies on this one in two very different sports, if I'm not mistaken. I believe is Warrior MMA or is it just yes, uh, boxing? It's MMA. Uh, 
Oh, there we go. So it's our only MMA uh, film on here starring Joel Eg- Egerton and um, Jenny Oh, uh, Tom Hardy. No, I thought it was Tom Hardy. <laughs> Hold no, it is, it is Tom Hardy. I, I need to yeah, go first you. on this one, for real. Yeah, no, I actually was going to throw it to you, Paul. So we got Creed and Warrior, so, and I bet you're going to pick the one that doesn't have the black dude. That's not, first of all, Creed was amazing. And I'm not surprised at all that Creed's a two seed. I am actually extremely upset because the Warrior is going to lose this only because Ryan and Dylan haven't seen it. The Warrior is It's just called Warrior. and. No, no, it's The Warrior because it is the fighting movie in sports. I really want you guys to go watch this so that after you are the reason that it doesn't move on, you can be like, damn, we might have messed up. Because Warrior is an incredible, incredible movie. The best fighting movie I have ever seen. It has everything. And Creed was awesome. Creed was Way better than I expected. Michael B. Jordan was awesome in the film. It, it was, it, it didn't. It was a spinoff that didn't feel like a spinoff. It felt like its own thing, and it was great. I don't want to take anything away from Creed. This is just a bad matchup. I have no idea how Warrior is a 15 seed. Well, I do because that's these guys weird. haven't seen the movie. Well, that's why you guys haven't seen it, which is why it's here. Because I would bet, <sighs> and I haven't looked, but I would bet if you check the scores on it. It would yeah, be yeah, yeah. way, way higher. Well, you know what? Amazing. I'm gonna cut you. I'm gonna cut you off right there because you're speaking ignorance. Because mm-hmm. I have seen Warrior, and I'm picking it because it is one of the most prolific in terms of showing actual combat. It is the reason I would never pick a fight with Tom Hardy because that dude was scary in that film, and the plot line between the fighting two brothers, uh, and especially the final con- like Man, matchup between them. Uh, it just the way it was done in this you film and the proficiency movie. of the fighting in a way that hadn't been shown in films beforehand i except for maybe snatch but that you know it's kind of different um i i'm picking warrior for this one in dylan, the upset dylan just warmed my heart like you can't even imagine you were you were speaking nonsense because you made an assumption about well, me, listen so. you and you and ryan are kind of carbon copies of each other so I just yeah, you're not wrong. And you and David Duke I, I, are kind of carbon copies of each other. Alright, Ryan, go. I gotta take a piss. Alright. So you're a movie warrior if you guys says two brothers fighting, it sounds like a knockoff of the fighter, which came out a year earlier. Hold on. The fighter no wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Christian Bale's guy get is like out. Isn't he? There's two brothers that fight. It's different. It's and that's very a, different. Oh yeah, that's right. Just like Kimba and Simba are different. And then the okay. uh, <laughs> all right, all right. And then Creed is a spinoff of Rocky, which is actually why I didn't give. Well, I think I voted for two of the three Rocky movies to move on, but it wasn't based off the spinoff because if it was, then Rocky Four for me would have been a, a landslide victory, even though I picked it anyway. But I do love, I do love kind of where they took the spinoff and just Creed as its own movie. I love the storyline of it and I love the concept. And for me, one of the biggest things, like to a good film that I look for, is how good is the concept. Obviously, if they don't capitalize on it, the film is shitty and it's bad. But in this case, at least in my opinion, Creed did capitalize on the great concept that they had to take Apollo Creed's son and make him a fighter. 
Um, so for me, because of that and because I do like Michael B. Jordan as an actor and I thought he just killed the role in general, and I don't know if Creed 2 was on our list, but both in both Creed 1 it's and not. Creed 2, I thought they were fantastic films. So for that reason, I'm going to pick Creed to move on. And now we have a, a long, dramatic pause until Matt comes oh, back. Oh, actually, it is. Hey. No, I'm here. Uh, All right. Finish it up. I legitimately love both these movies. I was blown away by both these movies. Uh, Creed had so much to live up to. And Michael B. Jordan brought it so much. Uh, the story was really well done. Uh it's There's just a, a really, coming. really good movie. But so is Warrior. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad either way on which one of these two goes. So let the audience decide. I'm going to let the audience decide. I'll go yes, with Creed. Let's go. I, I honestly, well, I think Warrior is going to win this, actually. Oh, but no. I, I haven't I'm, looked at it. But I'm going to go with know. Creed. I, I'm going to tell you right now. So Creed is at an 89% Ooh, and Warrior is at a 92%. Warrior. Trash. Warrior with the upset Ryan, of the number fifteen seed, dude. Okay, for real. You it, like this is not obviously. He's not gonna like it. There's no black people in it. All right, I'm just gonna no, watch, dude, I'm, I'm just gonna watch the fighter and know what it is and convert oh, boxing them. No, MMA. dude, it's not even remotely oh, the same. God. They're not even remotely I, the same. So, Warrior uh, is the best. Well, they they, they just have combat actors, I've seen in a movie. Well, well, like they we'll, were we'll trained so well because on we're going to talk more about it. But obviously, I yeah. can't even think of a movie off the top of my head with a better finale. Yeah, I mean that final fight was something else. Anyway, so to wrap this, wrap the Midwest region up. I'll tell you what, folks. Chaos in all directions. We have the number sixteen seed. Invincible. The one and two both went down. Uh, yep, yep. Against the number nine seed, white men can't jump. We have the number five and four seeds, chalk there. Rocky against the Sandlot. Oh, very nice Lord. matchup there. We have the number three seed, the Damned United, against the number six seed, the Longest Yard. Then we have Warrior, the number fifteen seed, Upstart, against the number ten seed, Cool Runnings. Quickest matchup of the night. We have ourselves going into the southwest region. If it's anything like the Midwest, it's going to be fire. But we got ourselves a quick matchup. I think it's X's for all of us across the board on this, hopefully. Moneyball against Like Mike. Nah, Like Mike wins. And you get Rashid Wallace in the movie, you way better than Jonah Hill. All right. I mean, I'm I, I'm going Moneyball, so. I don't know how Moneyball is a one seed, but I also don't know how like Mike is in the bracket at all, so I'm going to take uh, Moneyball you keep, all day. You keep saying this statement, and I keep having an answer that you keep agreeing with, so listen this time. The metrics, Moneyball critics love this film. That's why. Usually it's the opposite way. Usually I'm like, I don't know how this is such a low seed. doesn't have Rashid, Steve Francis, Alan Iverson. <laughs> Yeah, money for right, me, kid. though, anyways, all day. Matt, Matt are you Matt, alive? Matt, finish this up. Let's go. I want to watch those, Ryan. I'll watch NBA TV. I want to watch a good movie. I'm going to watch Moneyball. Well, yeah. you're not going to see a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving right along, we have ourselves a fighting matchup of a film that Ryan apparently knows a crap ton about, so he's That's leading right. us off Well, it's because we just talked about it. And oh that is Rocky God. Three against The Fighter. 
Yeah, the uh, the origin of Warrior. The fighter moves on. Uh, yeah, or not at all. But we got the fighter for Ryan. Matt, what about yourself? Uh, as much as I do love Rocky versus Mr. T, uh, I got to go with Mickey Wad. Uh, just like in the movie, uh, Rocky loses his title in this one. Fighter all day. Christian Bale, giant asshole, really good actor. Uh, I got to go with the fighter. Amy Adams in this film is uh, hella nice. So, yeah, I got to go with that. I'm Every, everyone is good in this about. film. I, I did not mean <laughs> it in that's that That's why regard, they remade but it. But anyways. I did. <laughs> so. Uh, anyways. All right. So. We got ourselves a 5-12 matchup. Uh, I have not seen Varsity. So, Coach, I, I know the answer, Coach Carter, so and I'm going to answer that question again because I keep getting that question. I was talking to myself. Fuck you fuck yourself. You want to make <laughs> you want to keep this going faster, and you keep answering the same goddamn question 95 times. All right, that has to make the cast, Matt. That has to uh, make the cast. Coach Carter had a really, really poor critic score. So, number five seed, Coach Carter against the number 12 seed, Varsity Blues. I think Ryan has tipped his scales on that one. I am going to follow that up by saying Coach Carter did the same thing Gridiron Gang did, but better. Uh, I don't know why those guys kept getting second chances, though. Like, I would have just been like, all right, we're done here. But Coach Carter, (laughs) definitely for me. Because Samuel's a winner. Yeah, I don't even need to talk about Coach Carter. Varsity Blues suck, dude. What? <laughs> I can feel that's, mad. From that's just here. a little mean spirit. And Varsity Blues absolutely did not suck. Uh, but Coach Carter is uh, this is closer than it should be. I think if you look at the numbers. But I'm going to go with Coach Carter. We got a matchup that I think I'll be honest is probably the one. If it were on TV, I would skip this matchup because I have no interest in either side. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it to the one that got an Academy Award. But uh, the Blind Side against Creed Two. You don't like either of these movies? I don't. Oh man, I think they're both great movies, and I think I do think the Blind Side's a little bit overrated. But I love the story, and I love kind of just following like Michael Orr as he's been. But I, I do like Creed the cameos, II, like I liked, you know, the original Creed. So I would give it to Creed Two. You have Dolph Lundgren's son against Mr. T's son. Which is all, all you can son? ask for in a movie. <laughs> Apollo Creed's son. son. <laughs> I feel bad because Creed has just been a great series. And they're going to be out early. And it's it's all about the story in The Blind Side. The story absolutely carried it. It's just a great, great movie to watch. The best part about that film in The Blind Side is all the coach cameos. <laughs> That's... That's really good. <laughs> I like it is those. pretty great. Uh, Sandra Bullock was pretty fantastic in it as well. Uh, what's his face? The country singer who had like no acting chops. Tim McGraw. Before. Tim McGraw was fantastic in this. Uh, the story is phenomenal, and as much as I do really, really like Creed too, uh, and I feel bad that Creed got ousted in a close matchup with Warrior. Uh, I think the Just blind side. Yeah, really. That that one especially because that was an upset. Off, off this is not an upset. The Blind Side, I think, is a better movie. Although apparently, The Blind Side is not a better movie for Michael Orr. He hates this film. I think he hates the attention that came from it. Yeah, yeah. It well, right. You get what I mean. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think you could pick Michael Orr out of a lineup anyway. So I don't know how many people are noticing Michael Orr. It's like as he walks on the street. 
his teammates, which he talked about at length. Moving right along to the 6-11 matchup, we got Friday Night Lights against The Natural. Matt, go ahead and start because I know what you're going to say about the number 11 seed. Friday Night Lights is a great movie, and it was a great show as well. Uh, but The Natural is an all-time classic. Ro- uh, Robert Redford is fantastic in it. There are so many great actors that were in this movie. The story is unbeatable. Uh, the way it was shot, the cinematography was fantastic. It was, It's a wonderful movie, and in every essence of the word. And it's always up there when people argue about great sports movies. It's not going to be in this one, because I'm dealing with a bunch of 25-year-olds, but The Natural is a better movie. I love Billy Bob Thornton. Really, really love Billy Bob Thornton. I know where you're going with this because I know what you have on your cut list and what you don't. But the natty. Yep. You the natural cut is Friday such Night Lights. a wonderful movie. Can't believe it. It really. Ryan, is. let's. We gotta get. We gotta get these boys straight. Yeah. So. I actually don't really like either of these movies, but in even in bad matchups, one has to win, so Friday Night Lights gets to move on. I got to talk about this film because y'all are sl- sliding it so much. There is no film that has captured the essence of what football means in the South and specifically what it means in Texas quite like this movie. The way that it portrays how high school sports, high school football in Texas is basically like a pro environment. And just the real way that it was integrated. Because unlike a lot of football films, well, yeah, football is a big part of it. The off the field stuff. I mean, they show the the, the playoff lottery. They t- show rival coaches talking to each other. The drama that happens while people get these kids these literal 16 17 18 year old kids who are treated like stars in their small hometowns the pressure oh, that like brings on blues. them uh no because it doesn't do it nearly as oh, well really? because the kid steals a cop car doesn't reflective. go to jail steals a cop car doesn't go to jail it, yeah but i mean more in the destructive fact yeah but it's in texas in uh, high school football well no, what I'm saying is that Friday Night Lights shows the pressures that can crumble somebody with such oh, a bright future. Oh, kid wanted to sh- commit suicide on the field in the back of his truck with a shotgun. Yeah, Varsity Blues never covered any of this. Anyways, <laughs> Friday Night Lights is much more reflective of that. Anyone who's been in Texas knows the truth of it and wouldn't argue the opposite. It so it's it Friday Night Lights movie. for me. And now we go to our tiebreaker for that. Sharks bite three people on the same beach in 24 hours. Ooh. Also, I will say that Friday Night Lights is a better actual, like, cinema, like, has better cinematography. It's a better far. movie than a show, too. 85% for uh, Friday Night Lights, and The Natural is at an 88. Close matchup. Yeah. Thank you! But The Natural moves on. Some I feel sense. lucky tonight. Jesus. And now we go on to something I had alluded to earlier, and that is the film that has aged really bad for me because I just recently watched it. But we have the film that I decided to cut to save from the cut list, and that is Talladega Nights, the number 14 seed, the Will Ferrell joint against the number 3 seed Caddyshack. I'll lead off with this because I've seen both of these films quite recently. And Caddyshack is a film that has not aged well this century. The way that... Just the humor itself just doesn't land the same. Bill Murray's character at times can be pretty problematic. It just... 
it, I watched it with my with my better half, and she had seen it for just the first time, and it's supposed to be this hilarious comedy, and I didn't find the comedy to be as good as other 80s films, especially ones with the same talent in there. This is not the best Chevy Chase film. This is not the best Bill Murray film. It is a very good Rodney Dangerfield film, but even he at times was, at this point in our modern age, a bit offensive, and Talladega Nights has lines for days. It's Will Ferrell at his best. And I'll tell you what, if you don't chew Big Red, f*** you. Easy. Not that I don't agree with your opinion. We just got to make things easier on the editor. But That's a line, and it gets bleeped out like that's the actual line. So if he I does know that, it's the that's line, great. but you still can't say it on the podcast. <laughs> well, what, what am I supposed to do? If you don't chew Big Red, bleep you? I don't know. Just not say it because you know it's not going to make it. Unless Matt decides that he doesn't really care, which I would be all for. Well, no, but I'm saying put the bleep in because that's how the line is read. You could have just bleeped yourself in that case. Right. But regardless, all right. Anyways, I do enjoy Caddyshack as a film. I don't agree with you that it's more unfunny than it is funny. It's still a very funny movie to me. But Talladega Nights is one of those first movies that I saw where I was laughing pretty much the entire movie. And one of the most kind of underrated scenes for it, at least for me, is when he is in the hospital. <laughs> and he says, you know, Doc, give it to me straight. Is he ever going to walk again? And then the doctor says, oh, yeah, he just found that wheelchair in the hallway. Like, it's it's such, like, an innocuous comment. But for me, it was hilarious. And I watched it with uh, with my best friend at the time. I think we watched it on On Demand, actually. And it was just hilariously funny uh. then. And it's still funny now. The Panther in the car, John C. Riley and Will Ferrell. I talked about Adam Sandler <laughs> and Chris Rock, how they have this amazing chemistry. Same thing yeah. for John C. Riley and Will Ferrell. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is someone that I've always been a fan of. The kids, the old grandfather, and just kind of like that clash that you know we have with Matt, and I'm sure we're going to have with Matt on this film, um, is yeah. is really to me to me it's all fantastic, and it makes a great movie. Uh, so Talladega Nights is is going to move on over Caddyshack. Yeah, I'm in lockstep with Ryan. Everything he just oh okay awesome. I, no, I with Ryan specifically because your shots at Caddyshack I do not agree with. But I don't. Okay. Talladega the humor doesn't land the same for you. <laughs> Matt no, just in general. Matt for you. Is going to be absolutely appalled that the movie that he was solely responsible for cutting yeah, is going to make true. the second round. But Talladega Nights, how could you not love that movie? Like, it's for all people. That's right. Well, clearly not, because Caddyshack got an 88% audience score, and Talladega Nights got a 73%. But guess, this guess is where what we're at. Matter. Are, are you Jewish and French? <laughs> is that the problem? Oh, it's a damn shame say that like a classic like Caddyshack is knocked out in the first round for Will Ferrell hijinks. But as far as sports movies that Will Ferrell has done, this is by far the best of the bunch. And uh, this film is, is a very funny movie. <laughs> this is so funny. Jackhawk Knife. <laughs> but it's just a shame that Caddyshack, which is an all-timer, is knocked out in the first round. Talladega Nights drives off, and we go into another matchup starring another racing film, which is the number 10 seed Rush, which stars Thor himself in a Formula One movie against the OG Longest Yard. Matt, you were talking about OG Longest Yard. Excuse me. 
longest o- yard OG before. <laughs> Man, that uh, that gas really tripped me up. Uh, anyways, I know you've seen Rush. I have. Uh, what, what what do you think regarding this old versus new? Rush is a very interesting movie. The way it's shot, the story itself, uh, it's a very good movie. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough movie. You know, some, some shit happens in that movie. Uh, the OG Longest Yard, a little more serious than the Adam Sandler one. How could it not be? It's Adam Sandler. A, a little, a little bit. bit more serious. Burt Reynolds at the you know the height of his power uh, in terms of stardom uh, in a very very good movie, and it's a very different feel to it uh, while having a similar story to the new one. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see how far this one can go. I do like Rush, but. If you told me I had to watch one of them right now, it would be the OG Longest Yard. Brian? The OG Longest Yard. And I haven't seen Rush. I've just seen like the, the movie posters for it. But I do like the OG Longest Yard. I don't like it as much as the new one. So hopefully they don't face off because then it'll be, it'll be death for OG Longest Yard. But it's still a good movie, and I think it does deserve to move on to the second round of our bracket. This is a really tough one for me. Because I'm all about nostalgia, I'm all about originals, and without the original Longest Yard, we don't get the masterpiece that is the remake. But Rush does something that few movies have done, and that is make a serious racing movie and make it incredibly well. Serious racing movies are usually a snooze fest, and they usually don't land well and the acting is often subpar, if it's featured. Rush does everything right. And it is a, especially from a movie-making perspective, which I know you can appreciate, Dylan, Rush is so far and away better than The Longest Yard, and not just because it was made 30 years later. Rush well, is I can res- an excellent movie, and it, it's going to get the nod for me. Uh... The Longest Yard, the original, I don't like it for the very reasons that Matt likes to criticize uh, all of us for. Uh, it's just, I, I, I'm a weird film, like, okay, we joke, oh, cinephile, whatever. I really like the art, art working, the craftsmanship of director's choices in cinematography and things of that nature and rush because it to be fair it is a modern film is able to have that far more than longest yard i just think this is one of those matchups of the technical differences between them being what separates them and based on audience scores because we're going to be at a tie rush does move on at an 88 audience score compared to a 75 for the og longest yard we have the final matchup and i think it's going to be a Ironies or uh, puns aside, a grand slam. We have, excuse me, Major League versus Red Army. I'm going Major League. Major League. I haven't seen Red Army, but I do enjoy Major League quite a bit. I want to. I want Matt to take this. I want to see if my opinion even matters. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Major League is my favorite comedy baseball movie out there. Uh, it's not even close. That's so specific. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of great comedy baseball movies out there, but Major League is the best one. Uh, it's Wesley Snipes is a freaking mm. riot. Uh, Charlie Sheen is great. Tom Berenger might be my favorite role with him. Argument for the substitute. Uh, Michigan State grad Tom Berenger. It's 
it's just good. It's just good all the way around. And I, I can't see it not getting out of the first round. Red Army is a good movie, but it's not Major League. Dylan, have you seen this movie? What? Red Army. No. I think if you did, you might change your mind. And the reason I say that is because... I'll be honest, I haven't seen Major League either. Oh. You appreciate some similar things that I appreciate. Oh, you don't have cable. Never mind. (laughs) One of those things is history. I would never watch that on cable. That's disrespectful. (laughs) You appreciate history and you appreciate hockey. And if you appreciate appreciate those two things, I don't know how Red Army is not the answer. Major League great movie hilarious movie but yeah, right i don't think it's fair when you spot. have documentaries up against you know real movies that are actually like really good like hoop dreams i made a i made a you know i was okay with it for the first round but again it's a documentary against you and know that's it, it's always going to be a hard sell red army is the kind of movie that's going to do better with critics right but I, you know i want to i'm going to look up their audience scores real quick i'm curious now uh major league's pretty well renowned I'll look up Red Army, you look up Major League. I'll be honest, I uh, I didn't think that Rush was going to be as good as it was in terms of rating. So. so Red Army, things can change. 92% on the critic, but 85 Ooh. on audience. Like, that's solid. 84 on audience for Major League. So if that had been split. Well, too bad yep. it was 3-1. That's fine. Yep. I, I, listen, All right. Major League's <laughs> great. That's totally fine. All right. We move on, and we are finished. The Southwest region is now passed in the first round. We have the number one seed, Moneyball, against the number nine seed, The Fighter, a.k.a. Warrior prequel. We have... Stop, don't do that. Oh, no. This is a meme now. We have Coach Carter against The Blind Side. We have The Natural, the number 11 seed, Against another upstart, Talladega Knights. I really don't think we're anyone is going to want to be in the room with Matt during that one. And then we have Rush against Major League. Thank you, everybody, for getting this far. Matt, why don't you send us off? I got to go take a, take a bathroom break. Pick <laughs> a hell of a time for a bathroom break, Dylan. All right, well, that's it for us. We done. We got the first round done. Next week, we got the second round. We'll have some sports stuff for you as well. We'll get back well, to Grizzly Takes because we're not going to have thing. 32 matchups next week. I don't yeah, think we anyway. We're finishing this whole thing. We're finishing this whole thing? Oh, dear God. Uh, <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. We got a week to figure it out. For Dylan Bear, for Ryan Griffin, for Paul Roshan, I'm Matt Bass, and we are Sports Carnage. Thank you for spending another two hours with us tonight. We hope to have a shorter one for you next week. We'll talk to you all next week. Most importantly, this is the first show that all four of us have been on beginning to end in a long, long time. And follow us on Twitter and Facebook, Twitter Sports Carnage, Facebook Sports Carnage Podcast.